Hello, hello, welcome. Uh, this is LZ episode. Um, I want to start by talking about um, a foundation that I just uh, started uh, yesterday. And what I want to say with this foundation that I've started is that it is uh, a start, uh, a GoFundMe page, basically, where um, I am asking uh, for help to the public. I am asking the public to help uh, me formulate this idea that I want to, uh, you know, uh, manufacture and publish to the people of the world. Um, as I stated in my blog or in my article or in the, the GoFundMe page, I wanted to start with the feet because it is a starting point um, where everyone has to everyone has to eventually deal with in order to proceed in life uh, their endeavors. Um, what, what I, but symbolically, I wanted to attach my somewhat philosophy, ideology, I don't know. Um, not saying that you have to do this, but in my own way, because uh, I am a reader, a student of, uh, of um, you know, books like, uh, you know, the Bible, things like that, the Torah. And, and you know, I, I've, I've read about Moses, the prophet, and I kind of like wanted to like in my own way reform just as he did in his days you know how he you know uh formulated the tablets how he formulated his own religion by uh circumcising people like in order to be a christian i mean there was no word as such as christians but in order to be a part of his uh his group that they were all the only ones that had the right God or Zog, should I say. Um, you had to be circumcised. Now, th- these were Old Testaments, of course. We're not going to ask people to do that in order to be some t- in type of a clan. But he also made a, a tabernacle. And through the, you know, through the, uh, the voice of Zog, It was described and detailed and even gave colors. Now, the colors were somewhat purple, or it was purple. Um, uh, The ornaments, you know, the curtains. Um, Now, why why they choose purple stuck into my head. And in my own little way, I wanted to create uh, a tabernacle. But it wasn't, you know, like something you go and... And, and kneel and worship. It was something that you wear, which is my sneakers. And it started with the color purple. Now, of course, this is just the limited edition. It's not the only design. Of course, it's going to be black. It's going to be white, all different colors. But like I said, to start my um, announcement to the world of my, my design, I wanted to lay the the principle the philosophies of my um of my views you know and 
these these sneakers are have a certain lifestyle that I carry with it. Um and and it's certain principles and I will have to Alright, now where was I? Man, I'm a busy man, you know, I don't I don't just talk about it, I actually do it. You know, um uh, so like I'm at work while I'm doing all these research and then and, um, you know, just working on my side hustles and stuff like that, you know. I don't stop, man. I got, like, multiple jobs. Man, I, re I really don't get time for leisure. But anyway, what I was saying is, so, these, these sneakers, right? It was formed from years of study of the Torah and my attempt to replicate and reform religion. Like I said, this is dangerous stuff because... You know, people love to worship idea uh, icons. You know, and and I don't. And though this is a a way to make a living, as far as people, you know, selling brands, it becomes dangerous because people end up worshiping these brands, and they forget to worship uh, the true the true Zod within themselves, which is what they're supposed to worship. Not no sneakers, but my attempt to pro, uh, to uh, announce these sneakers to the world is an attempt to bring back uh, to bring people back to uh, to uh, an awareness of okay every time i put these shoes on sneakers on i have to think about the tabernacle you know it, it's just it's just uh, becoming more righteous. My attempt was to like, every time you wear these sneakers, I want you to think of your inner Zog. That's that's my um my my perp my my reason, you know, for for all this. It is not for you to worship the sneakers and and be like, oh look look, I got these sneakers. Uh, you know, put a picture or put it in a case. And, and and act all conceited all of a sudden. Though it is, you know, nice and cool, but it is it is for you to be reminded every time you put on these sneakers that you are with Zag, with your inner Christ, with your inner you are one with him. Um so like I said, this is dangerous stuff because uh, people end up worshiping the sneakers and not themselves, you know. But uh, this is my attempt, you know. Uh, the purple is like the tabernacle, the color of the tabernacle. Uh, and it's also a symbolic uh, circumcision, if you will. So you don't have to get circumcised with a knife. All you have to do is wear my sneakers. And boom, you already are in the 1% and not in the 99%. You are in the 1% of people who have stood the test of time, who understand that these aren't just ordinary sneakers, you know, although you could play sports and do whatever you want, uh, you know, run, break them apart, whatever. But ultimately, what, what I want you to gain from these sneakers is a self-realization of your inner being and this 
my small way of bringing awareness to the world, you know, where everyone can come together and share the same principles, the same values. Now, like I said, I am a, I am a bit extreme when it comes to this lifestyle that I live according to my righteousness, you know, and, you know, I'm a guy who doesn't eat meat or eat, doesn't eat fish or doesn't drink coffee or doesn't smoke cigarettes, doesn't drink alcohol, you know what I mean? So <laughs> I'm, I'm really like the guy you don't want to try. I mean, I'm not fun, you know, I'm not, I'm pretty boring, you know, as far as like, I don't go out at parties and stuff like that. So these sneakers is, is, is symbolic of a, of a lifestyle from someone who's attempting or is righteous you know in his own unique way now i'm not perfect i smoke weed and and i you know i sometimes do things that i shouldn't probably mention on these things but <laughs> um like i said we all have our vices i'm just trying in my own unique way okay i'm back after like half an hour <laughs> later um so yeah, just so you could see that I'm, I'm a pretty busy person. Um, so getting back to what I was saying, right, about the tabernacle and how I relate all this uh, uh, philosophy or, you know, similarities in what I find in the Bible to how I view this uh, product that I'm, you know, designing for, for you people. Because I want, when you wear it, not only that you be a part of the circumcised community, um, although I don't care, you could be heathen, you could be, you know, whatever. It only matters to those who have value. I mean, not everyone that wears uh, uh, those little white collars can be called the father or priest, you know? Some just wear it for a costume and, you know, for an act in a movie or something. Um, similarly, these sneakers, you know, if you see somebody wearing them, it doesn't mean that they're living righteously like me or, you know, some people better than me. Uh, that doesn't, you know, you don't have to, like I said, you don't have to eat, uh, not uh, stop eating meat and stuff like that or eat fish or coffee or cigarettes alcohol pretty much everything <laughs> that uh that is uh, uh sinful to to your inner inner christ um but um it is is like i said it is a symbol that i came up out of nowhere uh well mostly uh through through reading like i said religion and bible and stuff like that Alright, now that you know what these sneakers uh, mean to me and what I wanted to uh, reach as far as like when someone wears it, how I want them to feel and, you know, what it, what is supposed, it's overall value, you know, and it's, it's to me, like I said, it is to build a, a community of people who are aware. Uh, who are activists, who are not afraid uh, to stand for something and and revolutionize things. You know, I come from a, 
a generation where, you know, I looked up to people like Che Guevara, you know, uh, the Cuban uh, revolutionist. Um, uh, I have I studied uh, Fidel Castro, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, these are people, uh, I don't know, maybe evil in, in other people's eyes, but um, it, it showed me that uh, reformation is possible, and that's basically what I've been trying to attempt with these sneakers. Not like your normal brand, where it's just limited to, let's just say, uh, a baseball player or a basketball player. Uh, no, this this sneaker is symbolized. You could be a basketball player. You could be a baseball player. You could be a, an ordinary Joe, you know, working nine to five. You could be it. This this is supposed to make you feel triumphant, uh, powerful um, against the system that is designed to make you forget who you are. Like I said, these sneakers are also dangerous to those that don't know um, how to use them. But that's what everything, you know, everybody has a technology, but not everybody knows how to use the technology. The same thing. These sneakers are technology. These are, this. like I said, this is a tabernacle. This is an ark. So when you wear it, it's a covenant. And... What you're saying to yourself is, I survived, I'm still here, and I'm not going anywhere. But it also it should instill some type of values, principles that you want to practice. These sneakers are meant for me to better myself. That means eating more healthy, drinking more healthy, uh, exercising. That means, uh, you know, you changing your whole lifestyle, uh, you know, according to what is perceived righteousness. Now, if you study all the righteousness people in the world, you know, it's, it's mostly about showing love, uh, uh, being in touch with nature, you know, and... and Performing certain um, charities, uh, you know, uh, just being, wor- you know, worshiping yourself, man. And this is, this is, like I said, this is the level that I was trying to reach when I came up with this whole brand. That is unique, not just, you know, something that I come up with like most people that, oh, let me just put, let me just get his design and put another label and then, and and then you know call it this it's the same thing like a copy and paste type of thing no this is not something that you copy and paste because what i what i am designing yeah anybody could design it but it is backed by values principles a philosophy way stronger way stronger than probably most of your religious leaders and um celebrities or athletes or elites these these things are back it's like saying it's like having a dollar, right? U.S. currency backed by gold. Now, most people have paper notes that is not backed by gold. So you have sneakers and all these things that are not backed by gold. They're backed by paper. This sneaker that I am formulating is backed by gold. 
shit, damn near diamond, titanium, whatever you think that is the highest thing, that's what it's backed by. Now, yeah, sure, anybody can copy and make a fake copy or imitation of it, but is it backed by gold? Is the person behind that creation living the philosophy, the, the, the beliefs, the values that I'm talking about? Because if he's not, then it's not backed by gold. It's just backed by paper notes. And we all know that doesn't last. These, these sneakers, uh, you know, they wither away. But what I'm trying to instill in you is the value, the principles. Now, now that you got uh, the idea behind what I'm saying, let me go back to the donation uh, where I have to show humility and... I don't know, uh, make myself feel uh, less of a per. I don't know. So this is what, what I'm trying to say. This also was uh, started because, you know, in another lifetime, I had, I had got married and I had a daughter. We ended up getting divorced, you know, um, but my daughter meant a lot to me, you know, uh, so much that my my family, my parents especially, got jealous of the love that I was showing my daughter. You know, too much love, I guess it's not good. But, um, you know, I would carry her. I would, I mean, I, I was, a, I'm a father, you know, so I would squeeze her, you know. I, I, she was a little girl at that time. And, you know, my, my mom especially, she's like, one of those uh, old-fashioned people who doesn't know, you know, my parents, you know, so this is, everybody's like this, I guess. Every parent is like a little old-fashioned. They don't know how to keep up with the times. And my mom even told me one time, she was like, um, that I never, I never, uh, that my, you know, like, this is per. I hate talking things like this, man. But like I said, I'm trying to um, show you, I guess, a, my vulnerable side, just so you know that I'm serious about this thing, so that I can receive donations. All right, back again. So, like I was saying, um, yeah. So, my mom one time saw me and my ex-wife sleeping together. In the bed early in the morning, she opened the door. You know, I was in. This is in um the in Dominican Republic. I'm, I'm there. You know, living over there for like two years, not just for vacation. Like most people go, they just go for like a week or two and then come back. No, I really, I really invested, uh, two years of my life over there, and I was living in my father's. You know, my father at that time he, pretty successful. You know, he has a mansion, a resort. You know. I'm basically the kid who left the empire. <laughs> I was like Buddha, you know, like I left my empire, experienced all the, you know, harsh realities of life, a young prince who suffered incarceration, nonetheless, who becomes a king and then forms his own empire. But, you know, the, the story is to be told. Anyway, so one day she comes in my room and I'm sleeping, but my ex-wife, She's, you know, you know, sleeping on my chest, you know, 
uh, that's that you know not, I guess not everybody do- does that like I soon realized when my mom told me that my father never did that with her uh, that she never did that with my father you know uh, simple you know I'm sleeping and my my girl is just sleeping on my chest you know my arms around her that's it you know nothing crazy nothing just like we're cuddled I guess but she crept in the room saw us sleeping together and ever since that I felt like she's been jealous you know like um that I show more affection to people I care about like my own family that I was formulating at the time well which was my daughter which was my my ex-wife but more importantly my daughter and she saw this love that she never showed us or my father never showed us so I'm assuming that's what it is that caused her to uh you know feel a little bit of jealousy and you know where she made her part to cause a rift in the family and now years later my daughter turned against me because of them and their influences and her not knowing any better and me being away trying to make a a life and empire better for her um you know, first, she, like I said, she was born in, in, in the Dominican Republic. I'm an American. She's American, too, because of me. So I blessed her, basically. But there's a whole lot of stories, you know, like the way that I was, I, I, I created her, the way that I birthed her. It's not your normal story. Like um, the people in the yard saw me as a threat, like this was like real high high up above and and I wasn't I wasn't able to cut her the umbilical cord like a normal father would do I wasn't able to go in there and take pictures of you know the the birth thing because they were cops prohibiting me um to this to this day it felt like it was uh a setup you know and they all knew very clear that I was like some type of prophet that they didn't know how to like deal with. I mean, by now, I guess people know that I'm a prophet uh, if you've studied me for a while. But um, for them, it was like, oh, man, who is this guy? And then it's new information and they just made things harder for me. And, and I ended up getting going to jail. I ended up um, my passport was respect was suspended. So even when I was released from jail, I couldn't even fly back home. So a lot of things happened, you know, and now my daughter has just turned 11 years old. Let me see, hold on. Yeah, she she turned... I want to make sure because I don't... don't, But yeah, she just... just, Because you know what she does? This little and my parents too, they don't know any better. They be saying she's like a year older because she says she's a year older. She's already rushing her age. And I'm like, yo, you're not like let's say if she's like she's eleven. I'm pretty sure she's telling people she's twelve, you know? Like, you know, you're you're eleven. And then they, they make me look like I'm the bad guy because oh, you don't know when her birthday is? I'm like, yeah, I know her birthday. That's why I'm saying she's 11. Shit, I got her passport right here. I know the year. I know the day. Like, I've prophesied her birth. You know, like like I said, I'm the one that gave her name. I knew the day she was going to be born specifically on the, you know, I pinpointed it. You know, something that most people can't do. And that's when they got, you know, like, they started seeing me like a prophet and stuff. 
And so I tell her the stories of how she was born and stuff like that. And, you know, it goes over the head. They look at me like I'm crazy or something like that. But um, it's the truth, you know. She's, like I said, been brainwashed by her, her mom. Her mom was just, you know, a common person living in, in a third world country. I don't know if you ever experienced things like that. But uh, they're not very bright, you know. <laughs> So, I don't know, I was not I was ignorant myself. I was trying to, like, get over my last relationship. And I thought rushing into this new next one would uh, help alleviate the pain that I suffered from the last one. And it did. It helped. You know, I recommend if you get a chance to, to start a new relationship <laughs> and not dwell on the, the past that was um not so good. But not everybody is fortunate enough to fly and leave their city or, or state or country and and marry some beautiful girl, you know? They have to stay stuck in their city and then go back begging to their girlfriend. Oh, come back to me. I oh, don't leave me. And, you know, all this thing. I don't deal with that, you know? I don't do that. I don't reduce myself. So, again, um, once... Um, once once I was able to come back, a lot of more stuff came happened. But uh, my daughter, she just turned 11. And like I said, my only thing was to raise her. Be the father figure. Now, when I say be the father figure, I mean, I don't want no interference from my parents. I don't want no interference from nobody telling me how I should raise my daughter. Because firstly, I didn't like how I was raised. I didn't like my parents' methods of showing me how I should be, you know, an adult. They didn't know how to raise. Um, um, I actually used to be like, damn, a little bit jealous of other families and like my cousins and, you know, just people I would see. And I'm like, damn, how how you like when I would watch them talk to, their, you know, their parents and, you know, how they would communicate. Like, I had a cousin who was drinking beer with his father and, and, you know, play fighting with him. And I'm like, oh, shit, like, damn, I can never. They would talk about girls, you know, <laughs> and it's just like I can never do that with my father. My, my father was just a serious guy. No, don't, don't get me wrong. My father's smart and he, he hustled and did a lot of shit. But, you know, I think the politics uh, of him, join, you know, he's just always, he's been in the, he was a commissioner of Patterson. Like, he was the commissioner at one point. He was joined, he joined the politics at one point. But I think it's it's this overall, you know, uh, thing of him joining the, the political atmosphere that made him serious and not a person to joke around with. So I could never be like, you know, and, you know, joking. Like, I remember calling my father stupid one time and, you know, he whipped my ass, man. <laughs> I was young, man, but, I, you know, that was an ass whooping I'll never forget, and I can never call him stupid after that. So anyway, what I'm trying to say is I'm trying to raise my daughter differently. And, you know, same, a little bit same, like I don't want her calling me stupid or crazy, anything offensive, you know. Like I want to instill her, like, if you disrespect me, you know, I want to let her know that you don't do that to your father, first of all. Not that she's done it, but, you know, and then, you know, just other little things that I think a father figure should, uh, should, should, uh, you know, instill in their kids. You know, there shouldn't be like, um, no, no iPhones. Like if you're at a, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of things and rules that I feel like 
I should be the one to tell her, not my parents, not other people that I, because they don't know what they, t- they you know, maybe right now she's eating meat, right now she's eating grease, right now she's eating fish, right now she's um wearing makeup, you know what I mean, like, she's just a mess, you know what I mean, and there's no guidance, and... According to them, oh, no, she, she, you know, you got to move on with it, you know, like, let her be, you know, like, all this uh, crazy talk and stuff like that. And so I'm I'm against all that, you know, like, I feel like, no, this is has to stop is, is to break the cycle. So now all I ask of my daughter was for her to call me every day after she gets out of school. Call me every day. Let's build a relationship. Because she's still mad at the fact that I was missing for, I don't know, six years of her life. Because I was here while she was over there in the yard. ER. And then while I was here, I was getting locked up. I was going, I was working. I was struggling. I was being a homeless. I was, I was struggling to make ends meet just so that I could like. And still, by the way, when I got a chance, I would send them money, you know, and and things like that. But it wasn't often, you know. And it, it wasn't like I, it should have been. Um, but uh, I was still there, you know, like I was calling. You know, it's just, I'm a man, man. When you're a man, it's, life is not so easy as, like, for girls. A girl, all she has to do is dress up pretty, you know, and, and someone will buy her a drink or something like that. You know, she doesn't really have to try so hard. But a guy has to try, even if you're, like, handsome. Actually, if you're if you're handsome, <laughs> it's it's worse because now you have to prove you're not just handsome. You're you're also a fighter. You're also uh, not to be fucked with. You also you know what I mean. So uh, there's a lot of that that goes on with being you know a, a pretty like a pretty weight Mayweather Mayweather you know perfect flawless, but it's it's a lot of backing up that prettiness you know like. He's not just pretty. He backs it up with rawness. And and that's what, uh, you know, most men have to struggle with. When, especially, like, if, if, like I said, if you're, like, handsome or if you're intelligent. If you're intelligent, uh, people will like to test you, see if this is that, this and that. So you, you, have, to, you have to struggle more than the ordinary people because um, they don't have to be proven, you know. <laughs> um, but anyway, so... Like I said, I just want my daughter to learn the real philosophies, real views of her father, the way he thinks. Because, like I said, my family is old-fashioned. Uh, the surrounding that she's in, the environment, is not so good. She's in a trap. But she sees it like she's protected because it's my family. And I'm the one that broke out of that chain. I love my family. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes you gotta fly, man, because they don't. They, they, that kind of love that comes from your family is a secondary love. It's not a first kind of love. The first kind of love should be the one that you're connected with within yourself. That's the first kind of love, and it's the it's connected with the universe, the world, everything. The second kind of love that's that family, and that family uh, second kind of love. Is, is, is tied with hate and, and hypocrisy and bigotry. And, and so I wanted to break from that, you know, because 
to me, that wasn't real love. That was just like hypocrisy, you know? <laughs> and she's young. She doesn't see it. Um, so it's still time, I guess. But hopefully, I'm hoping that she reads some of my works, you know? Like, oh, she doesn't know that much English either. That's the thing. But <laughs> she's learning. She's learning. And... You know, like I said, I just wanted to, like, get close to her. I want her to live with me, man, to tell you the truth. But I don't, I'm not in a position to have anybody living with me because I have a room only. And, like, I'm sleeping on the floor type of shit. And and, and I'm struggling to pay rent. And, and, you know, I'm trying to hustle. I'm trying, I bought a car for, like, $500 at an auction. And my my attempt was to fix it up and, and sell it and, and make a profit, you know. And so these are the things that I'm doing now. A lot of different people are doing different things, you know. I'm not saying mine is the, the, the way to success. But I'm also a rapper, a poet, a podcaster, a speaker, a YouTuber, you know. I'm attempted to sell some things on Amazon. And, you know, so I'm new to all this stuff, you know. Just back in the days, you couldn't have so much uh, multitasking uh, hustling capabilities, you know, you was limited to like one or two things. Now you can have, you know, seven, eight things at the same time. And I've been trying to stay sharp with, with, uh, interacting with all those possibilities. Thus the invention of Lemneskizil, which I said, you know, is the mathematical equation of the infinity symbol. Um, and it's to represent the infinite possibilities that is there for us. And zeal is, you know, my zealous nature, my my zealous nature, my, my fervent passion um, to, to seek this, you know. So I'm like doing like seven, eight things at the same time, but my, I'm trying to get to 20 and 30, you know, and, and, and it's not that you have to do these things, you know, like I said, I'm longing to get uh, closer to her. But you know what? Um, I don't like disloyalty. I don't like that if you're, dis- if you're disobeying me, a direct uh, order from your father, your creator, I don't deal too good with uh, disloyalty and faithfulness. So though she's young and I shouldn't blame her, I'm a little upset, you know, that she's not uh, seeking for me. So I'm not going to be over and over going after her like I, like I did in the beginning. And all she, because I'm not the type, like, let me say this thing too. I'm not the type of guy who likes to repeat himself. You know, if I say something, I don't want to say it again. So she comes with this uh, language where she's on a repeat mode. You know, she's on a broken record saying the same things over. Like, all right, man, you know, she's mad at me for something I did, you know, for not being around, and this happened, you know, already, like, so many, I'm like, yo, I'm here now, you know, like, you're still a baby, you know, it's not like you're an adult, and I missed all your life, you know what I mean, <laughs> you're still young, I'm still here involved, I could teach, you know, I could still raise you, teach you things, like, let's, let's, let's forget the past, you know, I'm, I'm, I didn't, you know, I didn't leave you, she wants to like dwell on the past. You know, this is this is a thing uh, that is instilled by mo- I think women. Women tend to like relive the past and dwell on it, and they don't like to move on. Like, and even my last relationship, I had a I had a girl who was who was Asian, and Haitiana, 
beautiful, beautiful girl. Um, but yeah, she would, you know, like in every relationship, there's like some some arguments, you know, at times, and nothing is perfect. But you you work it out and and you try to uh, proceed, uh, making it better without dwelling on the past. Well, she was one of those that like to dwell on the past, and I'm like, how, how many times am I? I mean, already we were living in the present area, the present moment, for over a month, blissful, you know, uh, no no repeating past errors and stuff like that, you know. But in the blissful month. You know, doing nothing that that in their mind is is what caused the errors. They're still dwelling on that shit. Oh, you did me wrong in the past. This and that. I'm like, yo, we're gonna still talk about that. So, so again, like I said, I don't like to repeat. You know, so I don't deal with that shit. So I don't seek her. You know, no more. I stopped. You know, um, I told her mom like, yo, she's making me not like her, man. <laughs> I love her, but man. She's pissing me off. I don't like disloyalty, man. She should be she should be on me, man. She should be like, you know, poppy, poppy, giving me kisses, hugging me, you know, wanting to give me a cat, a glass, a cup of water, you know what I mean? Something, you know what I mean? Wanting to give me a massage, take my shoes, something, you know what I mean? She should be showing me some type of affection. And rather she wants to dwell in the past. So anyway, this, like I said, all with, it's not partly her to blame. Like I said, it's my family, you know, their old-fashioned views. So my attempt in this uh donation is basically like you know i want to i want to try to get uh, a be in, be in a better position where that i can be like hey you want to live with me now look i got i got a room for you you know you could be in this room you know barbie doll whatever everything you want all you gotta do is obey my commandments let me be your father and, and you be my daughter and and or, or rather, you know, let me show show me how to be a father, and and, and I'll show you how to be a daughter, <laughs> and that's what I want to offer. Like, you know, you could come live with me, and I can show you how to eat right. I can show you how to be clean. I can show you how to cook. I mean, maybe she knows. I don't know. I'm not, like I said. I haven't I haven't been seeing her. You know what I mean? These uh, these people, or her brainwashing her they don't they don't let her communicate and i could go over there and take her but then you know i'm doing all the wrong things you know i want her to love me or at least be interested in my way of thinking which i think she doesn't know because they've been keeping her away from me um so all she's introduced is to my family's way of thinking and and that's not my way of thinking you know like they they think very different you know so and like for example uh, most, most, my family are fat, you know what I mean, like, uh, you know, like, uh, what was that movie with Eddie Murphy, where he has to, he dresses up himself, and they're all fat, his mom is fat, everybody's, like, this is, the, this is like my family, everybody's fat, I'm like the only one that's in shape, you know what I mean, so, when you're surrounded by people like that, who don't care about their own body, um, and you're the only one who cares about your, let's say, fitness or your health. Uh, you don't want to pass that on to the next generation. You don't want to pass that, especially. I don't want to pass that to my kids. Like, I like you see how my family is. They like to eat all this shit and and get fat and not think about it and not be healthy, not work out. That's not me. 
I want to show you different. Right now, she's seeing what they're doing. And they're, what they're doing is, you know, uh, indulging and, 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 and being large, you know, indulging it and overeating their, their, you know, just passing the limit on stuff, you know. So, again, this page was an attempt for me to raise funds so that I can save her and show her a different type of perspective and not just the perspective that she's being fed, which is uh, garbage, you know? So, okay, so now that I talked about the philosophy, the, the way of these sneakers came about, you know, I got interrupted a few times because I'm at work and it's almost time for me to leave anyway. So, anyway, I just wanted to uh, make this podcast so that you can see that I'm serious about this. And I'm hoping that this can make you uh, donate, you know? Um, it's for a good cause. So I'll, I'll be dropping the link. I'll be posting it uh, along with my GoFundMe page on my website so you can have it all together, packaged, and stuff like that. Um, and... I don't know. I'm going to see if I can make a video, maybe. But uh, I think this shit should suffice. But, you know, you want to try everything. So, all right. So, anyway, so that's 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 it for this show. And um, thanks for tuning in and understanding if, if you understood. Um, but, yeah, that's it. This is LZ Show. That's that, that, with all of that.